0: Hey folks, welcome to the Sloppy Boys Blowout. I'm Mike Hanford. I'm sitting here with Jeff Dutton. Hello, everyone. Ooh, a little late, and Tim Kalpakis. What is up? Also a little late. Guys, let's get on the ball here. It is the <laughs> blowout, and we're going to have a good time, don't we always? Uh,
1: we're going to be playing catch-up for the rest of the episode based on the time we just lost.
0: Yes, we're, this is this episode is going to be a few seconds longer than usual, and we apologize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They love it. it. They, they love the longies where we just prattle on and on. Like, you're prattling? No, you want distinct, careful, thought-out ideas.
1: When you look at the length of this episode on your phone or something, folks, just know those last two seconds are a complete waste of time. We didn't plan for those. Yeah,
0: they're they're skippable seconds. They're skippable. Skip the last seconds. Uh, Folks, I hope uh, you're happy to be here. We're happy
2: to have you here. We love the Patrones. Extra special thanks to our newly arriving big money hustlers. Yeah. yeah. Hey, love to see you guys. VIP
0: in the house. And how <laughs> about the the slop heads who moved up a tier? Ooh. Love them too.
1: That's that's who I love even the most.
0: Yeah. Is <laughs> yep. the the tier hopping patrons. The tier hoppers and the party Stoppers? Ooh, well, you don't have that. Ooh, that, no, no. You're, you're
1: you're you're keeping the show running, and then you added the new tiers, so you're getting a, a new show. But then all, you're you're funding the main pod too. We got to buy all these cocktail ingredients, and you're mm. keeping you're keeping the motor going. You're like the coal in the. Um, <laughs> God, uh,
2: where does the coal go?
1: Coal into the coal mine. Into canary, rain. Coal. Flames? the flames. You're the like the canary. Flames?
0: Uh, no wait, the, I guess we're the canary. We're, we're the pickaxes because we're getting the coal. Yeah. yeah, we get the coal. No, we're the co hosts. Yeah, we're the coal hosts.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Folks. <clears throat> yes. They know where they stand with us. We love all Patrons We love all, them
0: of all tiers. But when there's new, when there's new Patrons showing up, we got to say, we got to let them know. Yeah, we got to give them the love, too. Um, we got
1: to give them shout outs and, and well, I, sending much love their way.
0: We hope you guys are enjoying the mashups that you can uh, download now.
1: We hope you're enjoying the uh, ad-free main pod so you don't have to hear about all that bullshit. The, the bullshit. yammering,
0: yammering. Yeah, shut mm. up after mm-hmm. a while. I'm done. <laughs>
1: after a while.
0: <laughs> I listened to some of it, and then I don't want to hear any more.
1: And get on the Discord, make some friends. Oh, we'll, we eventually should get into what we're fucking talking about, but as long as we're in our little preamble here... the. the are the people on our Discord, folks? If you subscribe to this show, yes. you 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 have access. Uh, Jeff, how do they get the link for the Discord?
0: Okay, so just call me.
2: I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell it to you. <laughs> yes. So when you look at the posts, maybe it's in the Patreon app. Uh, you scroll down and you'll see a post with all capital letters. It's the only thing that's not an audio post, and it says new Discord link.
1: And we should regularly keep posting that. I'll, uh, we'll repost that so it's fresh all the
2: time. So anyway. You know, I, I tried to fucking pin it, and I don't know where it pins. <laughs> oh, boy. Folks, and then also you can just fucking message us, and we'll shoot it to you. Starting to think you're a on.
0: pinhead. I'm kidding. Tim. Yeah. Tim's <laughs> kidding, but if you do happen to be cruising around the internet and you see an RSS pin somewhere it's not supposed to be, check it
2: out, it might be ours. And also, Patrons help each other out. If you see another Patron out there flailing without a Discord link, <laughs> On their toss own. them a fucking lifeline. It doesn't need to come <laughs> down to the J-Man all the time. <laughs> J- J-Man tossing out too many links as it is.
1: I brought it up just to say, to say this. The Discord has become a warm community of friends uh, mm. to the point where a couple weeks ago, I saw they, tagged, they were having a Zoom meetup as friends, they're they're just they're having fun. They're talking. They don't even. They're not even talking sloppy boys anymore. They have real friendships. <laughs> they're on but their they, own shit. They quite frankly, they're shit talking us. Like, <laughs> yeah. Those three yeah. jagoffs. Those, they're, they're talking, talking about out. teachers' lounge and Hollywood <laughs> Handbook in there. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I, they tagged us in Instagram one night, say, uh, and I saw that there was this big Zoom meetup happening. So uh, from our Instagram, I said link me, and then they linked. I popped in. <laughs> link me. I says, I how, what are you guys up to? Dude, they were they're playing jackbox games. They're having fun. They don't want me there. They're busy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: like you're they, intruding. They don't, want, they don't want dad to show a dad walking down the uh, basement steps. Hey, what's actually happening <laughs> down here? Hey, what's that smell down here?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were smoking weed and I went off on them. Your 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 college career is going down the tubes.
0: <laughs> um yeah, the 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 Patrons are a good group, and sometimes I'll pop into the Discord, the Discord and they will team up on me and boot me
1: out. <laughs> Mike, don't let them gang up on you, okay? Stand your ground. You,
0: you got to go in there I confident. Try to, I try to throw my weight around and say, hey, this is how it's going, and this is what you got to do. <laughs> and, they and they say, get say, the fuck out of here. Get, get out of here, man. We we don't want to see you here.
1: We don't like you. We don't want you around. <laughs> we're, we're playing Jackbox games.
0: You little dork. Well, should we get into what we're getting into this time?
1: The Summer of Soul, man.
0: The Summer of Soul, or When the Revolution Could Not Be Televised. It's a uh, documentary that came out this year. It's on Hulu. It's great. It's uh, uh, directed by Questlove from uh, the Roots Band. And it's all about the 1969 Harlem Cultural Festival that was happening in... uh, Harlem, <laughs> as you may have guessed. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to call it the Harlem Music Festival, have it
2: in Harlem. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Harlem Col- Cultural Festival. So
1: this this movie just came out last week on Hulu, folks. Check it out.
2: Mm-hmm. It's the summer of 69. They, they also call it the Black Woodstock, and for good reason. Yeah, and, th- and this was the same summer that Woodstock was happening.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And
1: yeah. the moon landing, and the and Mets won the-, the World Series. Oh!
2: Yep. Hot on the heels of a lot of high-profile political assassinations, too. The nation was yeah. in a intense spot.
0: It was in uh, Mount Morris Park. It's up in uh, Harlem, if you want to check a map.
2: I'll yeah. check a map. Check out a map.
0: Oh, I'm just seeing this
2: on Wikipedia. Now it's uh, Marcus Garvey Park. Hey, right on. Ah, so check that out. It's funny how uh, similar it was to a lot of other music docs you see. Mm-hmm. Right down to... Um, how the black panthers ran security for them because uh yeah because
1: the the uh the
2: uh the hells angels ran security at altamont Exactly right in give me shelter which is like such a such a weird thing that these high high profile festivals of back then mm-hmm. would be like no uh, I mean in this case the police weren't helping the right. festival so they uh, they enlisted the black panthers but I think in the case of altamont they were like no thanks police we have our own cool hells angels security Yeah yeah which which ended up being a Backfired. huge problem. <laughs> yeah. and, but it seems like
1: the, the the Black Panthers did a good job in this case. Mm-hmm. That that all worked out great. Yeah,
0: but the yeah right. This idea though of using alternative uh, security options is interesting. If it was me,
2: I would just hire Blackwater. <laughs> I would put up signs and say, "Just be cool here, man. Just be cool. Police yourself."
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was. I I uh, I didn't know anything about this festival, which is I think is. Kind of the point of the whole documentary uh, that happened. It was this festival that happened over, I think, six weekends.
2: Is that what they really? said? Yeah, it was it was multiple weekends. Yeah, but it, it ended up being like 300,000 people. Mm-hmm. All it, was like, it was like 50,000 at a time, I think.
1: But yeah, uh, uh, boomers love to. Self mythologizing, boy, have we heard about Woodstock? And I'm from Woodstock, yeah. And all I've heard my whole goddamn life is about that. And it's a cool festival. We talk about it if you want to, but mm-hmm. it, it's funny to get any new wrinkle. I was thinking about in, when this movie starts; they're kind of setting the scene for the summer of '69. And I was like, oh boy, I, I don't know if I can because 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 the boomers have talked so much about the summer of '69, and I right. and I'm. I know that then you got your Gen Z kids need to hear about this shit for the first time. But me, I was sort of like, I don't know if I could sit through a a montage setting the scene for what it was like in in New York in the summer of (laughs) 69. But, but it is like I had not heard about this festival and that they really did. This is like this forgotten swept under the rug thing. And I was like, God damn, like the number of times I've heard about Neil Armstrong and uh, fucking Jimi Hendrix and not heard about this. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. yeah. The Neil, the, the moon landing thing, we can get to that in a little bit. But uh, that was the most interesting thing that I hadn't, you know, yeah. ever thought of. But uh, uh, Tim, you just said something and now I lost it. God. Well,
1: damn it. But did I interrupt or whether I said something that inspired?
0: You said something inspired and I should have cut you off mid sentence and said, Lana, no, no, I got to get <laughs> this off before you I forget. Fool.
1: <laughs> that makes me think of something.
2: <laughs> it was a great lineup. Uh, I mean, Crazy. we don't have to go like too too sequentially through it because like there's not much of an arc to this movie is is the one thing like it's it's very like important and insightful and it was cool to see mm-hmm. on film. I, I love just seeing old stuff on film, especially a, like an environment I haven't seen. Yeah. yeah, like see, seeing a massive concert in the city is is crazy. It was just yes. like in a in yeah. a park in the city, shot on film. Everybody's wearing you know what they were wearing back then, mm. but uh, <laughs> like the per, the performers. <laughs> hey, they everyone always is. <laughs> they, they they they. I'm wearing what, what I'm wearing doing? right now. <laughs> you, you got the Staple Singers, BB King, Nina Simone. Right. Sly King. and the Family Stone. B.B. King before he had Lucille, I think. Yeah, like there, there was B. B. a King lot. B.B. King
1: playing a uh, Gibson ES-355 like a fucking Chuck Berry guitar. Damn. Yeah.
2: And then uh, I love the opening sort of montage where they're just sort of kicking off the intro and how important this is. Mm-hmm. Stevie Wonder on drums. Beautiful. Oh, that was Dude, so cool.
1: All of This this lineup is so stacked. Um, I especially loved Sly and the Family Stone. He's uh, Sly is so cool. But Stevie Wonder, This this – I mean, that's the best musician. You can't be more talented, really, in any yeah. facet of life. There's no one on earth who oozes talent like Stevie Wonder. And the, and he's having so much fun. And to just, like, to have that voice and play that piano solo and then sit at the drums and play those drums, it's fucking
0: crazy. When he was playing that, like, yeah, the piano, so, like, the I'm thinking of that, like, electric organ type mm-hmm. solo. He's doing this thing that I've seen other... Uh, uh, keyboard players play where it just looks like they're smashing their hands down on it but they're you know like just getting is? enough of like their fingers on the they're keys like drumming on it Yeah, Guys, oh my god it's so cool we,
1: we gotta do that make a note for our future album here's hmm. what we do I, I, I don't know what key would be but that song when he was playing playing uh, that organ there it's in a key so that all the black keys all work you know, that the, the, the oh. black keys are the blue scale. The pentatonic scale is all the black keys. So you can just kind of flop around. And that's the only time I've ever really felt like a piano player is if I'm doing that or if I'm playing in C. Right. Then, then all the white keys work and you look awesome when you're just like, I see. I'm smacking. I'm doing the fists like Jerry Lewis and <laughs> it all works.
0: <laughs> oh, going back to B.B. Uh, King, the... I know know him as, uh, we all know him as like a blues player, but he was playing like, he was singing blues lyrics to like kind of more uh, funk, like soul background. And that was cool. Like I hadn't uh, seen him do that ever. Yeah. It was was such a great mishmash of uh, a lot of gospel stuff. Mm -hmm. I think they had like a whole gospel day if I was understanding that correctly.
2: Right. And then like everything from like jazz stuff to like more psychedelic kind of rock, funky stuff. Um, a really nice mishmash.
0: Yeah. And I couldn't, I couldn't, yeah,
2: I couldn't tell if if each weekend was a different style or if. Yeah, because they made it sound like it was like one big happening and it was actually like over several weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll
1: tell you what I liked is RB during the day or like li- live music. Mm. It's funny. Don't you feel like in our generation and even more so in the 21st century that like the, the musicianship of RB and the instrumentation has been downplayed to emphasize the personalities of the front person and this and the vocal performance. Mm-hmm. But but what could be cooler than going to a live show and see somebody play like a funk bass line and like a, a band playing soul music is the best thing. It's way better than watching some folky bullshit at Woodstock. Yeah. Um but then also, like, during the day, it's such, like, album music or radio, mu- radio music, and I love, like, a daytime festival where you get to watch a bass player doing a cool funk bass line. Yeah. Most. You
2: know, the the a, a detail I loved so much was that, like, they they get into a lot of who was helping them, like, the mayor or the governor at the time. Mm-hmm. Who was that, like, lanky white dude who... Oh, yeah. it was, uh,
1: like, I never heard yeah. of that mayor. He's, like, a tall, handsome movie star mayor. I know. He's I didn't... Like, hey.
2: Yeah, he I didn't know who he was either. But he seemed like hip and down and helpful. And then also Maxwell House of all uh, uh-huh. of all companies yeah. was helpful. But then but they basically were kind of self run and not really supported by the powers that be to the point where they didn't have money for lights. So they had to do they so had, it had to, do to it be during the day and the stage had to face west so that the light would so that the sun would be hitting the stage. Wow. Yes, right. right, right. So they could have
0: more more sun for longer in the day. Yeah. That was, that was crazy. That was, uh, Mayor, um, his name Jeez, was I think Lindsay. Cheese. <laughs> <Mayor McCheese. laughs> no, they didn't show any of Mayor McCheese, uh, which <laughs> I don't see many documentaries putting Mayor McCheese in it. Um, Mayor, uh, Lindsay was his name. And you know what I, <laughs> I loved when he got on stage and, uh, Tony Lawrence, the guy who was like emceeing the whole thing right. is like introducing him. He's talking to the mayor for a second. And then he starts walking away. He's like, "And the mayor said he was going to lead us all in." Uh, he mentioned a song. He's like, "Oh no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> oh no, not <laughs> like, me!" Put folks. right on the spot. That's so funny.
1: What were some of you? What were, did you guys have? Any songs that uh, stuck out to you as your your favorite perfs? I think Stevie was my favorite, but I really, I think like Sly and the Family Stone. They're just so cool that it is like really. That was maybe the cool. thing I enjoyed the most.
0: They were cool, and they were talking about how like they were they showed up, and people were like, "Oh my god, a, a like females in the band and like a white guy on drums." It was all like too like too weird of a thing. And then they played, and it was like, "Oh man, these guys are great." Also,
2: yeah. Sly was huge back then, and they made the point that they announced him, but people didn't believe it. There was also this knowledge that mm-hmm. just because you announce Sly doesn't yeah. mean he's there. I, I like that. <laughs> like you, he yeah. can be on stage. You can be on stage and be like, "All right, Sly in the family stone," and it, like he might not even yeah, be there. <laughs> yeah, he that that was Isn't really that an cool. An Axl
1: Rose thing where he, people will wait like four hours for Axl Rose to arrive. Insane.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they uh, Axl Rose will they wait four hours for him to sing the first note. The whole he'll be on stage, the band will be playing,
2: and he'll. But he's mm-hmm. tying his bandana? He's tying his bandana, he's getting the right tees ready for his boys. But, um, uh, Tim, in, in uh, song wise, I really liked a, I, I forget who was playing it, but later in the movie, um, Herbie Hancock, Watermelon Man was oh. nice to hear. Mm-hmm.
1: Dude, I love that album, uh, Chameleon. Herbie Hancock rules. I don't know why I slept on that for so long, but he'll put out a big fat four track album or like four song album where like there's these like long jam outs and it's the coolest shit.
2: What's that song? That's not watermelon man. That's on that album. That's like, <laughs> Oh yeah. That's my favorite song. <laughs> 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 um, that's one where the line was played on a, um, like a synthy keyboard and people were like, well, this isn't proper jazz. And he's like, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of my fave songs, the,
0: the, the slide stuff was so cool. I, it reminded me of, remember when we saw, um, uh, George Clinton in Parliament, yes. and it was like a big family affair. You got the obviously the Sly and the Family Stone made me think of that too, but uh, it was just like so many people on stage doing so many like different things and have different like. Uh, but like if you're the trumpet player,
2: you're also singing and you're doing everything. Oh yeah. Oh, that's I think this that song is called Chameleon and it the is. album is called Headhunters.
1: Yes, yes, yes. You're right. Chameleon is ball, 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 ball. I love Nina Simone, and and then it was cool to hear the Fifth Dimension talking about uh, seeing hair and doing the Age of Aquarius and stuff. But Mm -hmm. I was completely unfamiliar with uh, Mahalia Jackson. Uh, And to hear that she's like the elder stateswoman of the whole scene that everybody looked up to, that's always the best when you're watching a movie of like, oh, that just opened up a whole thing for me that I was ignorant of.
0: That was, was, I was going to say, that was my favorite part when uh, Mavis Staples sings with her. On that, oh, right. because uh,
1: Mahalia was like, "I'm sick, or I can't sing. You got to sing with me." And yeah, just, which yeah.
0: I wonder if that was just her being like cool and being like, "Oh yeah," because uh, because then she did sing and they they like sang together. But uh, yeah, that was a really like powerful performance, big voice, nice voice. Did either
1: of you guys feel like? And hey, I'm I'm hesitate to critique this film because you know you guys can say whatever you want, but this is personal, a little bit more personal for me because. Um, Questlove, the director, is my Instagram follower.
2: No. So,
1: so I he gotta be careful. you? So I have to be careful when talking about. What the about hell Questlove. is he doing following you? He's got good taste in social media, I guess. Wow.
0: All right. Um, Does he ever like anything?
1: Comments on <laughs> comments on every post. Oh, <laughs> Tim, you've done it again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wish I was following you earlier. <laughs>
1: he um, you know, bef- uh, bef- I don't know if you know this, before he was a movie director, he was the drummer for The Roots. Um, yes. Mm. Actually, I think the way they made this movie is that he sat down with all the film canisters and hit them with, with drumsticks.
2: Yeah, and then he's uh, like, you know, instead of hitting these, I should string them together and... Put, uh, <laughs> maybe just direct these into them, a documentary.
1: Splice them, dice them, send them to Hulu. Um, <laughs> no, um, uh, Questlove, if you're listening, love your work. M- my secret wish for this movie... This is a festival with cultural cultural relevance, and you gotta talk about that stuff. But at the same time, didn't you find yourself wishing that I wish there was a one-hour documentary I watched, and then like a five-hour concert film with all the complete oh just the footage, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> right. I wanted to just get lost in the music, and like these performances were so good. They did a good job of like packaging it up, telling anecdotes that's, that would sync up with the songs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it's like when you have Stevie Wonder. I want to watch an hour. I want to watch this whole set and I don't want to miss a fucking word of it.
0: No, I get you. And it, it's also like if you're watching the the big five hour cut, you're seeing like those Afro Cuban bands playing and like those. What's the, what's the hand drums? What am I trying to say? Congas. Congas bongos. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> like hearing hearing those songs in full are such like a coming from a tradition of uh, jam bands—they're so much more interesting when you hear like the full thing and like where it goes and how ride. it starts. Going and the stuff. journey, man. Hey, come on! Uh, but yeah, just yeah. hearing little clips—it's like, oh, that band was there. But then it would be nice to be like, and what what
2: was that all about? Right.
1: It would be like if he said, "Hey, you know, Fish was here." Do uh, mm-hmm.
2: also yeah. like they didn't have, uh, you know, just as uh, as a documentary. It was interesting to hear from people that just went. Yeah. Like a lot of the talking heads were just people who were like, I was a college student in the city and I walked, or I like, I had to mm-hmm. lie to my mom and tell her I tell her I was going shopping with my aunt so that I could go to this concert. Yeah. But I, I did sort of want to hear from like, well, let's hear from Stevie Wonder.
0: How, <laughs> yes. how uh, cool is that to be like, to live in Harlem and just be like, yeah, I had to walk 10 blocks and I was at this festival. Yeah, was crazy. <laughs> every weekend. Yeah. Free festival. I believe. Uh, I don't, I never got the sense like, I wonder if it was sort of a surprise to the people who went like oh like next week we're doing this big festival or if it'd been like planned out and they knew about it way ahead of time. And like did did people know the lineup because mm, uh, it didn't seem like it because they were like when they would uh, introduce people they were like cheering like whoa what, what can't believe uh right, you know right. uh, Nina Simone showed up.
1: How do people know about anything? I feel like I Even now, we have the internet. I should know about what's going on. But I'm always, you know, in L.A., I'll, like, Mm -hmm. watch the news and they'll be like, yes, this morning, 10 million people stood outside their houses to see the space shuttle Endeavor roll down the street. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Or, or, like, there was a SpaceX launch and everyone was out watching. And we're like, there's just stuff going on. And I never know about any of it. I hear after the fact, like, 10 million people knew this thing was happening and there was a big flash in the sky. And I'll be like,
2: huh? I mean, even specifically concerts, I will, I will drive down the street and then like I'll pass one of the theaters on like Hollywood or Sunset or whatever and be like, huh, they're playing tonight. (laughs) Them here. I know it's, I wish like every once in a while
0: I stumble upon a website that's like, here's what's happening in your uh, area this weekend. It's like,
2: oh, these are actually things I would do. Well, you just, you just have to commit yourself to being like, oh, I need to hear about all the stuff I don't care about so that occasionally I hear about the thing that I do care about. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm not willing to do that.
2: <laughs> well, there you go.
1: Um, well, I, I want to ask you guys, we're, we're talking about an, a historic, culturally significant festival. But to back it up to just dumb shit for a second, let's talk music festivals. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the festival experience. Have you guys got Mike, I know you've gone to a lot of fish shows. I don't know if any of them are in the context of Bonnaroo. I've done a couple of Coachellas. Jeff, have you ever, you ever been to a, a f- music festival?
2: Yes, I went with Stacy Anteville one year. Oh, I know. A, a, a friend of college. ours from Ithaca. This, I went to Vegas. Yes. Which was a short lived, uh, I believe it was just 2005, six, and seven. Oh, yeah. In Vegas. And it was put on by the Bonnaroo people. And it was sort of a little bit of like a trippy, druggy vibe, flaming lips vibe, maybe? Well, I mean, I, I saw The Flaming Lips, but I also saw uh, Ween and The Shins, Dave Matthews Band. I'm trying to find the lineup. I really did uh, Arcade Fire. Like, it, 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 felt, it oh, wow. felt sort of like, it, it was very jammy. Um, it looks like Trey was there. That's weird.
1: Arcade Fire and DMB at the same festival, is, those are the opposite genres of rock.
0: Where, where well, was it? Was it outdoors, Jeff?
2: Yeah, it was at Sam Boyd Stadium. Uh, primarily, huh. but like, there were like three stages. So there were stages outside, uh, you know, Dave Matthews was at the, was at the big place, uh, Beck also, um, Talib huh. Kwali. So like it, it did, it did stretch beyond just like jammy, jammy white guy music, but it was, uh, definitely pre EDM. And how did you like okay. the
1: whole, the, the festival vibe, you get the wristband, you show up at noon and you're there till midnight. Did you do, are, are you into the whole vibe rather than solo concerts or? I'll, f- I'll tell
2: you what, I fucking loved it. I did feel like Stacy was like, it was like a last minute thing that I, and I really only knew her and it was a bunch of people that I didn't know. So I kind of miss my boys. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. thank
1: you we should have been there we should have had your back
2: I know, you know like sh- when you go with good friends like that's an entirely different experience than just right, like right, right. oh I'm here for the music and it's great but I actually don't really know anybody mm-hmm. and then you're staying up till fucking two and three in the morning because you're at the whim of like strangers and shit it's uh it was <laughs> there was highs and lows uh, don't you think you guys want to get back to the hotel now <laughs> <laughs> no we want to party um, shouldn't we
1: get in our little beds <laughs>
2: Um, we we man, could be tucked in by now if we left when I wanted to. But this was like quickly after we moved to LA, so I was like, "Yeah, I'll jump in with you and I'll buy a ticket oh, yeah. and go." And then it was just yeah. like, "Oh, well, you don't necessarily have a bed per se." It was like one of those <laughs> things.
0: And also, who are you, dude? <laughs> uh, I went to I went to a festival where they where they do Coachella. Um, Fish did like a thing called Fish Eight, I think it was called, mm. and. Uh, I kind of went last minute as well, and it was the thing where I was meeting people there. Mm. So I drove down there by myself, which is like lame. And then you park, and then the yeah. you're like texting you. many times, so like, "No, we're by the we're by the blow up fruit stand. What? Where, where are you?" Yeah. <laughs> and then you eventually find them, and then the concert's over. Was it multiple days
1: or one full day?
0: Multiple days and a couple sets a day. Uh, oh, fun! So, it, oh, it was around. It was when they, it was when they played uh, all of uh, Rolling Stones' "Exile on Main, Main Street." So it was oh, one of the I Halloween remember cover. that happening. Yeah, yeah. But it was also one of those things where between the sh- like the first sh- I showed up at the first show and then a break and then the second show happened later that night. And we were at the hotel, like just kind of chilling out. And I was like, I think we're about getting ready to go here. I'm like, oh yeah, we should get a cab. I was like, we should have gotten a cab a while ago. I was like what you're <laughs> saying, Jeff. And we show up like. Three or four songs, and I was like,
2: "Guy, this is why fucking." <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: it's so funny yelling at a bunch of fish heads. We should be more yeah. punctual.
2: I know uh-huh. <sighs> this is this is like our thing, man. It doesn't have to be similar to the Hawaii episode. Mm. I feel like we could do a music festival episode, guys. Come on, what do you say? Like we go to one? Yeah, Yeah, that would be fun. Better yet, we fucking play one. Yeah, Oh, we headline! (laughs) Hey, we headline! It's us and Radiohead, and see ya. (laughs) And don't stop or we'll die. (laughs) We
1: we intended to shoot a music video for our song Bonnaroo, where we go and Mike walks around the parking lot of a festival. That would have been awesome. With a lot of camping gear. We should
2: still do that. We should still do that. Why not? Why don't bands do videos for the album, for songs from two albums ago? <laughs> that would be so cool. We've come out with a third album
1: and then we just come out with a
2: <laughs> video for album two. Um,
1: well, I went to Coachella twice. The second of which I think I've told you about was was Beyonce. So it was both amazing um, the, the best show ever in the, in like feeling like you're at the center of pop culture for a night, but not then also like a catastrophe of a weekend. Cause it was overcrowded and one of the worst weekends of my life.
0: But the didn't pre- you, didn't you tell me like when you guys left the Beyonce, she was the last one of the night, obviously. Uh, it took you like three hours to get out of the festival it was, of Browns.
1: It w- yeah. Because. The way that music festivals are kind of built, like, you're not supposed to have everyone in there at the same time. You know, it's like Uh different genres, an eclectic mix, different audiences. And normally a Coachella is like like that, where there's like, you know, 100,000 people there at a time or whatever, but not all half a million or whatever it is that all the tickets they sold. But because Beyonce is so beloved and because it was Weekend 2, and there had been such so much internet praise about her show during that first week Mm. we went to weekend two and like literally everybody with a wristband was there for that show. I was with uh, Jessica and Fran and we were up close and the show is unbelievable, but also you could just watch the Netflix special and and get it. Um, But yes. So when we tried to leave to get on the, the buses to get back to our hotel, it was a fucking four hours of like, shoulder to shoulder with everybody and people were passing out because we were like being treated like cattle and it was taking so long. And even before that, like the whole weekend, like people's cars are getting towed. I'm getting parked in or my bracelet didn't work. It was a whole catastrophe so much so (laughs) that we left early on the third day. We were just exhausted and we woke up and drove home to LA and I missed Cardi B because she was Sunday night and I just didn't give a shit anymore. So man, it was was a rough. They really do
2: beat it out of you. Like whenever I look at tickets for something like that, I mean, I haven't gone to a music festival in like ten fucking years, but I do get the appeal of ponying up the bucks for the fucking VIP whatever. Yes. Uh, It's the same as like an amusement park where yeah, the front of the line passes. It sucks, but like work. the front of the, it's like, it is worth it to do that stuff. Oh
1: <laughs> I God. saw, I remember being like crammed in, trying to get close for some band at Coachella. I was like all crammed in and miserable. And then I saw, looking to the VIP area, I watched Fred Armisen like walk in. He had a whole zone to himself and he was watching from <laughs> VIP. And I was like, hey, that's the way that you do
0: yeah. it. Hey, Fred, I watch your sh- our t- Our shows are on the same network.
2: Look, our best, <laughs> our best shot at that is to like, is for us to be the little teeny tiny type at a little teeny tiny festival, and then we get to go see like one or two bands we know. Yeah, maybe the first year, and then the second year we're like main stage, second
0: oh, last yeah. at least. You, oh yeah,
1: at the very least. Okay, wait, my anecdote.
0: <laughs> oh, your dote.
1: I got I got off track with Beyonce, but my dote was here is what you do. The first year I went to Coachella, it wasn't a lineup I was so crazy about, and that is what so that's what you want to do is like. I wasn't worried, Mike, how you wanted to get there in time for fish to start. I didn't have that because I was like, we got a rental house in the desert. I'm going to have a michelada and float in the pool and then maybe I'll roll <laughs> over to the polo grounds. And it was chill. Um, but then what reminded me is, Jeff, when you said if you're like at a festival, but you, you wish you were with your boys. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and thank you for saying that.
1: Yeah. I I was there with kind of a random group of pe- people I'm friends with, but more more Jessica's friends and and just like friends of friends had gotten together and bought a or rented a house, so I didn't really know everybody. But I'm sorry, um, I'm
0: sorry, sorry uh, Tim. Jessica, that red-haired tune.
1: Uh, you're thinking of Jessica Rabbit. I'm, I'm talking about oh. Jessica Jardin. Very. I, can, Jessica. I just know that
0: I've, the what oh, I've seen Jessica right. Rabbit and in, she in her she mingles with yes. humans and toons alike. So I just thought. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, and uh, like a little baby and a rabbit.
0: Yeah, the baby he talks like he's, he's not an, a baby. Go he,
2: ahead.
1: Yeah, when he, when the cameras stop rolling, he his voice changes. Yeah, Wait
2: he's barking bit. orders. He's puffing on a cigar and all that stuff. Mm.
1: Anyway, here's my anecdote. So I'm all chill. I'm you're making still nice. have said the anecdote yet. You're gonna you're still love arriving.
2: This. We're slowly this, arriving at the anecdote.
1: But this is one of these things that's really funny in, in life. Um. <laughs> I'm at the rental house with some some casual acquaintances. There's one night I'm sleeping in the bed, right? And it's too cold. It's funny because we're in a hot desert, but the AC is blasting and it's blasting right over the bed and I'm too cold, right? Yeah. So I get out of my bed, middle of the night, sleepy headed, not thinking straight, wearing nothing but my BVDs.
0: Mm. (laughs) And nothing on top. Not a beefy tea in sight. No,
1: no beef. The beefy tea had been taken off for the night. I'm wearing just briefs. And I go from the bedroom where I'm sleeping with Jessica out to the the living room that's all darkened. No one's there. And because I'm half asleep, I don't know what the fuck is what. And I go, I want to turn the thermostat up a couple of degrees because it's too Mm -hmm. cold in my room. And I go up to what I think is the thermostat. And I start pressing buttons, and it's the fucking security pad, Oof. and the house alarm goes off. Oh
2: no. And
1: <laughs> lights are flashing, it's going woo woo-woo. And a whole thing. Ten people in the house all come out and like rush around me. And I'm standing there in my underwear looking at this uh keyboard. You're in a
2: headlock in your BVDs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and what I de- decided to do was I kept like pressing buttons until it it stopped. And then, then it, that woke me up and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? And then I got, I turned it off and then everyone was like, what's going on? What's going on? And I was like, yeah, I know it's an alarm. Anyway, I, I turned it off and I acted <laughs> like I played it. I played it as if I was the first one there to turn it off. instead yeah, of yes. I was the one who caused the whole thing, <laughs> but then I didn't say anything else. I turned it. I walked back in my room and closed the door. And then I heard for like an hour, they were all standing out there like what? So like, is someone trying to break into the house? Like, you wouldn't you wouldn't just turn off an alarm and go back to bed. You would just be like, I'll let intruder. you guys
0: figure it out. I'm just going back to bed.
1: Yeah, if they're burglars, you guys please <laughs> get rid of them. Okay, now that you've heard my anecdote, what'd you think of it?
0: The the the, the anecdote, I wouldn't gloat about that dote.
1: But what about the mental image? You got a guy in his underwear? No,
0: I, I I uh I just wanted to say that. I, I would gloat about that dote. That's uh that's a funny one.
1: <laughs> gloat the dope. Jeff, do you think I should gloat the dope?
2: Yeah, I, I do think you should gloat the dope because also you have the sort of underpinning thing of like, I did a festival right, and I got an Airbnb with a security system. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Nice. nice. Yeah. Nice.
1: It kind of puts mm. the word out to our listeners if they're thinking like, oh, if Tim goes to a festival, I'll fucking rob him. And that's like, oh, no, oh, he's got no. – the, the alarm no. will go
0: off.
2: <laughs> he's already up, messing with the alarm. <laughs> also, uh, looking at fests now, I like how specific they're getting. Like – uh, there was one going around. I want to say it's uh, outside lands. Is that the is that mm. the new one where it's just like it's all like modest mouse and stuff. It's, oh, and it, Interpol and yeah. like all
1: like the 2005. Yeah. Bands. Yeah. Mm. Uh, fun.
2: it's, it's funny when they really target like a specific kind of uh, guy. For me, uh, that one's a big old skip. Yeah. I mean, uh if it's the one I'm thinking of, or maybe this is a different one. There was one during Halloween up in San Francisco that was a lot of bands this is I think this must be a different one. Where I didn't know any bands or care enough to miss an LA Halloween. Ooh, you know. That's saying something. Tell you what I'm doing this LA Halloween.
1: Dead and go at the bowl, baby. Oh nice. Oh shit.
2: Very right. cool. That'll be its own festival vibe. Is that uh John Mayer in there?
1: I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Jeff, I saw the the flyer for the one you were talking about that was Interpol and Modest Mouse and all those, but I'm looking at Outside Lands 2021.
2: Uh-huh. Tame
1: Impala, Lizzo, The Strokes, Tyler, The Creator, Vampire Weekend, Jay Balvin. So they're going the other route. They're making everybody happy with uh, right. all different. Because that, that's, that's the Golden Gate doing Park like one. A,
0: they're doing like a Bonnaroo. Yeah. What's the one I'm thinking of?
1: I don't know, but it's in LA. What's the one that's in LA that's like, Not FYF, but it's like uh, it. One year, no. It was the Pixies and Dinosaur Junior. One year, it's kind of the alt one.
2: The Mm. grungy
0: get together.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The grungy get together. Yes, I'm looking it up. I gotta,
2: I gotta find what this fucking fest is. Just like heaven, in Pasadena, California, May 21st
1: at the Rose Bowl.
2: Uh, Yes. Interpol, Modest Mouse, Shins, MIA, Block Party, Franz Ferdinand, Chromio, Santa Gold, Cut Copy, The Hives, Wolf Parade, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Wow, that is a blast from the past. Yeah, right. One. Just
0: like having a... That's like a Cure reference, isn't it?
1: Yes.
2: Are they there? No. Oh,
0: okay.
2: But they but, have uh, been in the talk, past. talk about, like, the you know, just a, a real specific moment in time, a pocket of, like, mm-hmm. indie 2005... Jeffy just moved to LA type music.
1: (laughs) It's so weird because I was all in on that genre of music. And, and at the time I knew it was this revival of early eighties post-punk. I can't think of such a specific thing because I was equally into that music. But then also I listened to like television and the Jesus and Mary chain and the stuff that they were emulating. Mm. I, I wonder if that's like, if you're a Gen Z kid right now and some of the music you listen to is throwback 90s do you also interchangeably listen to the 90s music that influenced it or do you not give a flying fuck
2: i wonder you probably don't well i i don't know because uh at least with television the medium not the band Mm. kids these days they don't really discriminate as far as when things came out like uh I was surprised when uh, I meet somebody young who like knows the Simpsons and knows that the earlier seasons are the best and don't fuck with the other ones. Yeah. Cause to me, it's just like, well, you had to be around to like know that. And and they're like, no, no. Well, we know all media all the time. Like the era, the year is not a distinction. If something's good, we're going to watch, you know, Seinfeld or mm-hmm. whatever right. it is.
1: If it's good, it stays in the mix.
2: The same way that we're so much more media literate than our parents are. I think, um, even well, people five or 10 years younger than us are, have sort of just like are always pulling from the best of stuff regardless of the year.
1: I mean, you always get that's the cool thing about being born later and later is you have more good stuff that already existed that you can use. I think it was maybe a little more in style for like I spent a lot of time digging through old music and I don't think the digging is is <laughs> isn't necessary anymore. But on um, the podcast Switched on Pop, they did an episode that called the Pop Music Canon. And they were talking about, like, how likely kids are to know uh, songs that came out before they were born and, and stuff like that. Right. And um, what is canonized and what uh, isn't. And their findings was that in general people don't – like, your average person doesn't really give too much of a flying fuck about what came out before they were born. But right. they, they analyzed – I agree. The, to find the year of your life – where you are most likely to take that with you forward and be able to identify the most pop songs. Like if I were to name a bunch of pop songs to you guys and say like, do you know this song? Do you know this song? And to go from like the fifties all the way up to 2021, Uh the ones that you guys would identify the most
2: Mm
1: -hmm. are the ones that came out when you were 12.
2: Interesting. Mm.
0: Interesting.
1: Because Because when you're 12 you're not so young that you're not paying attention to media. So you, you are plugged in, but mm. you also have not yet found your own taste and receded into ah, a genre. So like by the time I was 18, I was an indie music kid, but when I was 12, I was listening to pop radio.
0: And you're getting a lot of like stuff from your parents too, or just like whatever's yeah. appropriate with parents around. Yeah.
2: And, and you know, Maybe this is just because, um, when we were kids, media stuck around longer, but you know, I was crazy about ET and Ghostbusters, which were several years old Right. Mm -hmm. by the time that I was old enough to appreciate it, like Mm -hmm. even more so. And I think that's maybe accelerated now, like stuff, stuff kind of has a shorter shelf life than it did back then. And there's just so much more media now.
1: And media really only gets, it's like, if you're like a movie, you get that one weekend. Yeah. I'm thinking from the last like year, like movies specifically, what will I still even remember? I think like Barb and Star, I will take forward with me, and mm, Parasite,
2: <laughs> right? I'll yeah. take
1: forward with me. The the rest, the other 200 movies, and uh, I don't give a
0: right. fuck. I just saw Fast Nine, I'll probably take that with me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I mean, if more you're
2: leads. if you're part of a tradition, like if you're a Pixar movie, you get more than one summer. You know, like you get to sort of be in the cultural consciousness for a little bit longer because. Hmm it's Pixar or whatever. Like there are other ones too, like maybe A24. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, in general, I feel like, especially with streaming shows, it's like if you don't catch it that first weekend or two, like nobody's thinking about you 12 months from now.
1: Dude, I had, I watched I Think You Should Leave season two at exactly midnight and I was done watching it by like one thirty or whatever it was. And I, <laughs> and I was like, I can't, I'm not going to miss the moment when it's a thing you love. I was like, there's no fucking way I'm going to, Miss tomorrow on the on the internet, right? Uh, you got to get right on it,
2: right on it.
1: Hey, have you guys seen Summer of Soul by Questlove?
2: Mm. Oh uh, yes, he did a good job. Uh, I think musicians make good directors because it's about the rhythms, baby. Okay.
0: You know, <laughs> you know what he did that I really appreciate. He kept himself out of it. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like. And it wasn't, like, uh, getting all of his other, like, famous friends to do talking heads. Right.
1: Do impressions of the talking heads?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: you may ask yourself. I'm kidding.
2: <laughs> but, like, he he avoided the trope of being the self-inserting documentarian, which yes. is always nice to see. Which
0: I, which I liked. Uh, I mean, I like Questlove, and I do want to hear what he has to say, but... He was saying it
2: through the medium, and you know he did kind of pull some strings and get some names in there. And it's like it's cool to see Chris Rock pop up like two yeah. thirds of the way through. For thing. like one line, didn't love seeing Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh,
1: Jeff.
2: really? You must not have seen Hamilton. He's from Hamilton. Yeah, I know he's from.
1: And um, he did uh, in the Heights. Huh. Mmm. Um. You and know who I
0: wanted to see there? I don't. She must not have been at the festival at all. Is Aretha Franklin? I I wanted to see her because she's that would have been the era where she's like really she's still young she's belting it out.
1: Dude, there's a great doc about Aretha Franklin that came out a couple years ago. You're gonna love it.
0: I gotta see it. I love that voice.
1: Jeff, you were just throwing a little bit of shade uh, about uh, when when Lynn Manuel Miranda came up. Right. Have have you uh, have you watched? um, What's the hawaiian pixar movie moana moana have you watched moana no he did the music for that and it's really good and it's also it has his signature sound. the rock who i don't like is Mm -hmm. like singing very hamilton-esque music and i love it
0: no shit yeah and your your buddy uh jermaine clemens uh clemens from (laughs) yeah whose buddy is that jeff's buddy uh, Jeff, Jeff likes. Uh, I like Conclave. The conquest. Me too, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, these are your buddy too. But you already knew he was in it. Yeah. All right. I'll see Moana. I'll sing all the songs. See Moana. <laughs> I saw it on a plane. Didn't love it.
1: Uh, but what about the movie? The, the film did not stick with me, but two songs did. And the rock song, "Hey, What You Say to boo, You're Welcome." That's, <laughs> it, it's a really and it, it's it's so such a. So many pop musicals have that kind of mid-tempo happy song, uh, mm-hmm. but it also has a rap, and and you hear the rock like doing a fast Hamilton section. What? It's good.
2: Well, I just really love Freestyle Love Supreme. Um, I can't really <laughs> stomach the new also stuff. Also on
1: Hulu, right alongside Summer of Soul.
2: You know, I'm just not into like musical theatery type stuff. Yeah, I thing. I get you. You should get into it. Uh, did you watch In the Heights? <sighs> Tim, not my cup of tea.
1: Are you going to no, watch gonna West Side Story? I'm going to do us all a
2: favor and skip it. West Side Story I'll check out, but I don't, I don't know anything about it. I just know that like people love it. Weird, weird. It's strange, the people who love it. Spielberg loves it. Mick G, I think, it's his favorite movie. Or um, Sorry, no, Michael Bay, it's his favorite movie. Wow. Now, Jeff, you're, I'm sure you're
0: familiar with uh, Romeo and Juliet. Well, you're already halfway there to enjoying West Side Story. <laughs> Yeah, you're. You see the Capulets help me out here, Tim. Save me.
1: (laughs) Well, the Montagues, (laughs) thank you, and the Capulets, all clear. (laughs) (laughs) You needed to hear both names. Well, who plays Tybalt? (laughs) Who's the Tybalt analog? I don't know,
2: but
0: I'll tell you about
1: Mercutio. Uh, Mm, Very
0: good. (laughs) Uh, What about Romeo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like to bring it back to the mains. Like well, to- I'd li- you know what I'd like to do is bring it back to the movie because I want to wrap this thing up. I'm, I'm losing it. You're losing your mind. Yeah, sure. I'm losing uh, my mind over here. For me,
2: it's a watch again. Um, definitely, you know, it's something to have on. Yes. It's a Questlove, John. Definitely watch.
1: I'll watch again, but I I want it. I just hope Questlove takes my one note, which is to make <laughs> a historical documentary as a featurette, and then give me a big, fat five-hour woodstock concert. Yeah, concert like
2: film. a big Last Waltz-style
0: treatment of this yeah. thing would be nice. And if you haven't watched it yet, Patrons, it's a watch for the first time. It's good. It uh, teaches you about something you never knew about and something that like couldn't have been known about because they locked the footage up for so long and nobody like would buy the footage
2: and put make in a new movie? yeah, overshadowed by Woodstock and uh, you know several other cultural issues that we're still yeah. dealing with to this day. Yeah, I think that was uh, maybe not just Woodstock that was
0: shelfing this one.
1: I made me think that maybe I should look around my you know closet and stuff see if I have any footage I could unearth that could be the next documentary.
0: <laughs> you might oh, the one that was it we were going to talk about the um the moon landing, hmm. how that was like. So many people that they like interviewed the festival were like, We have so many problems here and you're spending so much money to send somebody to the moon. I do not care about that. I was and like, And I love yeah, that it wow. was the
1: consensus. They were all like, Who gives yeah. a fuck?
0: In in uh, in a way that like I, I had no idea about that just because of all everything you hear is like the moon landing. That was such a big deal. Everyone yeah. wanted to get to the moon.
1: I love also the first guy they talked to is like, hey, it's beautiful. They did it. If you worked on that, that's beautiful. But yeah. also I don't give a fuck. Yeah. First, <laughs> yeah. he's like
0: for science and math. That's a
2: great feat. It has nothing to do with me. Um, and like the whole thing and the whole setting of it felt very timeless. You know, like we're mm. still dealing with a lot of that same stuff. Mm-hmm. The haves and the have nots are yeah. probably worse now than, than they were back then. And then it just felt like w- during uh, coming off of this election and COVID and all this stuff, when all the alien stuff was coming out, when Congress was just like the alien reports coming out. And no, everybody was like, nobody cares. We have no time <laughs> for this. <laughs> <laughs> <The> <laughs> Whatever, man.
1: Report. You mentioned the election. That reminded me. I wanted to ask you guys, who'd you vote for?
0: Uh, I do my... I always do a, a funny write-in.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you remember what you wrote in this time?
0: This one This one was... Uh, I know it was a sport character. It was uh, Yogi Berra. Yogi Berra. <laughs> good.
2: Yeah. Mine was actually uh, Brandi Camillo.
1: <laughs> oh, shit. Damn, dude. C-K-Y-O-G. Yeah. Um, that's good because I... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I did uh, Danger Aaron, so I was all, all in. <laughs> Danger
0: Aaron. I saw Linda Underwear tweet about Danger Aaron recently. She'll do it. I I love I
1: I love Danger Aaron. I mean he he's he's I love the unsung looking at, guy. Looking at someone and just being like, this guy doesn't have it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: he's the guy they fuck with all the time right yeah but it, like he also has to go so hard because he knows he's not like he doesn't have the star power of like yeah. Johnny yeah. And if you're
1: Dave England or Danger and you are like oh uh Steve-O won't do it uh, Yeah, give it to me please please please
0: <laughs> Dave England yeah that's the
1: guy.
0: well Patrons that's gonna do it watch this movie have some fun with it we're so glad you guys came and hung out with us one more time
1: one more time <laughs>
0: Ooh, all right that's it for be. me goodbye bye patrons
1: bye mike uh later mike me and me and jeff are gonna stick bye, around. guys
0: you guys do the rest of your thing that's gonna be just do <laughs> it yeah me, me
1: and jeff are gonna be signing off for 20 30 minutes
0: <laughs> oh we're signing off
1: tonight <laughs> you know uh, i've done have that happen on a few zooms when one person is like oh i gotta go i'm on a call we gotta go by." and then i'm like uh i'm going too man
2: <laughs> i'm going
0: <laughs> all right patronios Take care of
2: yourselves. Take care of each other. Petronio, Petronio. And have a summer of
1: soul out there. And have a summer
2: of Sam.
1: Whether you're Montague or Capulet,
0: don't forget Juliet.
2: Aha. Aha. Very
0: nice. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.